Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of High Character. My name is Cameron, and I'm joined by my good pal, Evan. Evan, how you doing, man? Doing pretty well. Um, yeah, looking forward to getting into this arena, arena review. We're on the second one now. so Yeah, so we, we're about to review the XL Center in Hartford, home to the UConn Huskies. Uh, we were both down there last Friday for the game against UMass and had a grand old time in that two to one win. I mean, yeah, it was a great game. Like, I mean, it was, I mean, it doesn't completely tie into the arena experience itself, but it always will help your case a little bit. If there's a memorable game, memorable game going on there and yeah, two, one win can never complain about that, especially against a tough opponent. So yeah, it was good, good to see. Yeah. I think our review of uh, the Songus center might've been a little bit lower if uh, we were on that Owen three streak that we were on before, but yeah, certainly. But uh, yeah, speaking of uh, the Sangha Center at Lowell, we have a little bit of an update to our scoring system for these arena reviews. So previously we had a food slash team store section and we are changing that to just concession, concessions. So just food and drink. Um, and then something like a team store is going to go into the extras category. So our scores did change a little bit for Lowell and I'll just run through those real quick. So I had previously given food slash team score an eight out of 10. Uh, but if it's just concessions, I'm going to give it a 5.5 out of 10. Um, Evan recent previously gave it a 6.5 out of 10. And now his food, his concessions is a five out of 10. Um, and then my extras category changed from 3.5 out of five to four out of five. And Evan's extras category changed from three to 3.5. Um, so that changes our final totals. I previously had 31 out of 40 uh, and now it is 29. Evan previously had 29.5 and now it is 28.5. Uh, so the scores go down a little bit. We're trying to take the, um, make that one category just food and concessions because that seems to be pretty important. Yeah, I mean, realistically, as a way fans, do we really care about the team store? Like, it's obviously a cool little addition. I mean, it's something cool to like, kind of just like compare them between all the arenas, but it's not the end all be all. It's not like you're sitting there as an away fan saying, oh my God, they have such a nice team store. That's going to be a really good thing for my fan experience. Like, no one really cares. You know what I mean? Like, it's a cool thing to see, but just for our purposes, it's cool to take into account. But if you're a casual just going to, you know, an away game, you're not going to care too much. Right. Yeah. And that's why we decided to end up putting it in the extras category, which is with a little bit less. I think that makes sense as away fans. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, hopefully this is the last time we iron out our categories. I can't promise it will be. Maybe we'll see something along the way that warrants changing our categories a little bit, but I think we have a good system now to, to go forward. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, let's jump into the Excel center. We got a little bit of history, uh, a lot of history actually for the Excel Excel center. So Bear with us a little bit. We'll kind of just go through. So uh, it opened in 1974 as the Hartford Civic Center. It is owned by the city of Hartford. And uh, right now it is the full-time home to the Hartford Wolfpack and part-time home for UConn basketball, men's and women's, and hockey. And uh, the basketball teams also split time at Gamble Pavilion, which is on campus. Um, it was home to the Hartford Whalers. Uh, from 1975 to 1978 and also from 1980 to 1997 there is that uh weird blip in the middle where they didn't play there because the roof collapsed in 1978 oh. um they 
people tend to blame it on snow uh but because it snowed the previous night but the uh the collapse was actually due to design errors so uh little little nerve-wracking for a couple of civil engineers reading that <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> but uh yeah so that's why the the whalers didn't play there for two years um and then also it was home to the celtics for occasional games between 1975 and 1995 and then since then it's been renovated it was renovated in 2014 and then uh i just have a note about how how yukon uses the space so uh for hockey per game they have to pay 20 grand for rent at the excel center that's uh from the connecticut insider and then a two dollar surcharge for every ticket up to uh 4600 so um, UConn hockey is almost operating at a loss from this. They don't even take money from concessions or parking, which is pretty wild. And then, um, as some of you might've heard, UConn is planning to open a new hockey arena on campus, but, uh, for whatever reason, they designed it to be a 2,500 seat arena, uh, and it could possibly be renovated up to 3,500 feet. And that's on campus. Um, they, they slide by the hockey East minimum of 4,000 with a waiver because, uh, they plan to play some games at the Excel center still, and that will open in 2022. So, uh, hopefully we're able to review that at some point in the near future. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Having two, two arena reviews for the same team in a pretty short span of each other. I think that's something to look forward to, but yeah, no, the historical aspect is definitely something to take note of. I think that's kind of something that like the Hartford area is kind of like priding themselves upon. Like when we came into the arena, there was banners everywhere. Like you could totally see like it was Hartford Whalers. Like that's, that's the main attraction there was the Whalers. Like it, it seemed kind of like, I mean, of course we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but it seemed like UConn was a little bit more of an afterthought. Mm. Like there wasn't a whole lot of UConn representation like on the ice and stuff, but yeah, no, the history was definitely um, prevalent in the arena. Absolutely. And you'd think that uh, that rich hockey history in Hartford would would translate pretty directly to the fans and the atmosphere aspect of the arena. But uh, I didn't necessarily see that Um, in terms of fans. I thought it was a lot of a lot of casual fans. A lot of people seem to be there more for getting out after work on a Friday night, something like that. Um, Not as many like diehard fans as I am used to seeing at Hockey East Arenas. Yeah, I definitely didn't see much in the way of like a student section. Um, I mean, granted, you know, it was $10 tickets. I think it was, it was like two for 20, like they were doing a promotion. So that definitely got, you know, butts and seats, as you would say, but it certainly wasn't anything like a, a typical kind of college hockey atmosphere, you know, like normally those tend to be a bit more fan dominated, at least like, or sorry, student dominated, as you should say, um, just because like, that's kind of what we noticed at Lowell. Like they had a pretty solid student contingency and like, obviously in, in Amherst, you know, like there's a pretty decent student section turnout that will kind of get the arena a bit more rocking. So to kind of see more of like a casual, just kind of, I don't even like a family on a, on a Friday night type of deal. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, it definitely was reminiscent more of an AHL atmosphere rather than a, like an NCAA atmosphere in my opinion. Right. I definitely agree with you. And there's a reason for uh, that low student turnout, which we'll touch on uh, in a little bit. But yeah, it, it seems more like an AHL uh, feel. Um, I thought the presentation was really good, like the video, uh, the sound, that kind of thing. But uh, it, it didn't quite seem like the 
the rowdy college hockey atmosphere that we're used to. Yeah, it was definitely more of like a professional kind of like, I don't want to say watered down because that's not the proper term for it, but it was definitely more of a like corporate, you know, like Mm. AHL, NHL type of thing, you know, like really high production value, more focus on like loud arena noises, you know what I mean? Like coming through the speakers, like the band was pretty decent, I will say, but again, like usually you want to kind of see some sort of like in tandem, you know, like the band and the student section kind of playing off each other. It was, it was mainly just band again. Like I couldn't even really tell where their student section was, you know, like there was kind of like a band section over there, but everybody was just kind of evenly dispersed. You didn't really see any like Yukon jerseys in the crowd or anything. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was still a decent atmosphere. You know what I mean? Like if you were going in there expecting just a, a classic hockey game, it's not a bad place, but I wouldn't call it like a quintessential college hockey experience. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on all that. And uh, yeah, it seems like we both kind of had like middle of the road kind of thoughts on the fans and atmosphere. And that kind of translates to our scores. So I ended up giving it a five out of 10 and I've ended up giving it a six out of 10. Yeah. And I think those are fair scores with the explanations that we gave. I mean, it wasn't anything bad per se, you know, I mean, a five out of 10 is fairly average when you think about it in the grand scheme of things. So yeah, I think, I think average is definitely the term for that. Yeah. Cool. So uh, next, next category we want to talk about is the neighborhood slash access. And uh, on the surface, I think, I think this arena does really well. Obviously it's in downtown Hartford. It's in a pretty nice area with a lot of restaurants, hotels, uh obviously the it's a capital city so you can get there pretty easily by bus train highway um yeah the downtown like feel of it is is great i think yeah no i mean you really can't get i mean i wouldn't call it a college town because it's not you know what i mean because we're obviously in the middle of downtown hartford but it's basically as good of a city venue as you can get you know what i mean it was very accessible you took the highway right in you know it was basically two minutes away from the off-ramp i think that we got off at so super simple there. Can't complain about that. And yeah, there was, there was a ton of restaurants in the area. I couldn't really see how busy they were because we kind of just skirted right by to get into the parking lot, but it didn't seem like a bad area at all. You know what I mean? Like Hartford's known to be a pretty solid city and yeah, I really can't complain about the neighborhood and access here. Yeah. And uh, I think, I think if this was the arena for say like the university of Hartford, where Hartford was their college town, uh, there'd be the the chance that this gets a 10 out of 10 yeah. in terms of neighborhood and access. However, the one down, downfall, I think, of having the arena in Hartford is it really affected the student turnout, as we talked about before. Um, the campus of UConn and Stores, Connecticut is about a 40-minute drive from Hartford, and uh, that could be even more with traffic, especially during rush hour and that kind of thing. And it seems like it's really hard for them to get like a solid uh, turnout from students all the way, all the way from campus. Yeah. I mean, a 40 minute drive, that's brutal. You know, like I, I, I'm trying to think of a way to put it in perspective. Like it's like imagining like Holy Cross, you know, in Worcester coming to the Mullen center to play every game. It's like, what is, what is going on here? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I mean, granted they are alleviating that with the new stadium, but we're not talking about the new stadium. We're talking about the old stadium. So yeah. it's definitely given it some demerit points there, but Again, for, for an away fan, I don't think it's, you know, the worst thing in the world because we're coming from not stores, Connecticut, you know what I mean? But for, for the actual students and, you know, the people that live around that university area that are trying to catch a hockey game, it, it's a tough look. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, also to round out this this section, uh, in terms of parking, we parked in a garage, which was ten dollars, uh, which isn't ideal for college hockey game, but it did seem like uh, if you have a bit of a knowledge of downtown area, that kind of thing, you could probably find a spot on the street for uh, less than that or free if you if you know what you're doing around there. So I didn't see that as too much of an issue. Um, all these things considered, uh, like I said, I would have given it a, a really high grade if it weren't for being so far from campus, but um, I ended up giving it a 7 out of 10, and Evan also gave it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, and I mean, just to touch upon the, the parking garage thing, I mean, I'm pretty sure we spent 10 bucks at Lowell, too, so I mean, mm-hmm. in, in the grand scheme of things, it's like, it's probably not the craziest thing in the universe if that's going to become a, the standard across all the arenas. I mean, it's probably not that much of a demerit in that case. Yeah, no, I, my, my demerit definitely came more from the, the being far from. Oh, certainly. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, the next category we have is concessions. So food and drinks. Um, I am very excited to talk about this one because in my opinion, XL Center has the best food selection in all of Hockey East from what I've seen. So I, I could just run through what they have. They have all the classics that you'd expect like the hot dogs, nachos, uh, sausage, like all those kinds of things. Um, plus more, they have stations for cookies, for alcoholic hot chocolate or coffee, Carvel ice cream, cotton candy. Uh, uh, they have a, I don't know if uh, anybody listening has been, went to the frozen four in Pittsburgh. They had that big wall of, of coolers with alcohol. They have that at the XL center with all different, all different types, local, um, the standard, that kind of thing. Uh, and they also have a Chick-fil-A stand, which was a bit marked up for prices, but still Chick-fil-A in the arena is pretty cool. Um, they had a pulled pork mac and cheese area uh, and a like kind of meeting place bar area on one of the ends, which was really cool. I thought their selection was just crazy for what we're used to in hockey. East. Yeah, Cam, you said that you got like the pulled pork mac and cheese, right? I did. And it was, you phenomenal. Said it was really solid. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I was I remember you eating that and I was like, geez, I kind of wish I got that in hindsight. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was like I think twelve or thirteen bucks. So I mean, in my mind, because I'm cheap, that kind of <laughs> kind of brings it down a couple notches, in my opinion. But no, I completely agree with you on all the points. The selection is very good. Um, when I saw you get your food, I was thinking like, all right, I got to try something else. You know what I mean? Because you can't just try one thing and then just completely give it a score off of that one thing. But so I think I went over to one of the stands, like just one of like the, they had like nachos and all the standard, you know, arena fare, if you will. And um, I got a sausage, peppers and onions. I think it was $9. It was a decent size sausage, peppers and onions. Um, you kind of tell, which is kind of sitting there for a while, you know, it's arena food. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. Um, tasted fine. It wasn't the hottest thing ever. You couldn't tell, you know, it wasn't the freshest thing ever made, but for nine bucks in an arena, it's not too bad. Um, I didn't like it as much as you like the pulled pork mac and cheese, of course. I mean, that's pretty mm-hmm. tough to beat in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things. Um, but yeah, no, the the selection is, yeah, definitely the best that I've seen so far. Unless Vermont and Maine can just completely blow our socks off in the next, <laughs> you know, like we're going to Vermont next week or this coming weekend in Maine. That'll probably have to be next year, sadly. But yeah, unless they were to somehow just completely blow our socks off and have an amazing selection, which I don't foresee, I'm, I'm going to give it a UConn and having the best um variety at least in the xl center we'll Mm -hmm. see how it is next year in their new place i have no idea how their concessions will go but it's definitely an ahl quality like concessions experience just through i mean 
I'm pretty sure they were supposed to have like five or six more restaurants open that they normally mm. would for the Hartford Wolfpack, but they were closed because it was a Huskies game. But yeah, no, the the amount of stuff that they had there was unrivaled. Yeah, I definitely agree. And you, you touched on the prices a little bit. That was the the only negative thing I had for their concessions. Yeah. I thought the prices were a little bit high, like a Gatorade or a soda, something like that was five bucks, whereas somewhere like Mullins or another place, it might be like three bucks, that kind of thing. But uh, I think some of the variety you get, the stuff that you don't normally see at a hockey game was was worth the extra price for me. Uh, and I ended up giving it a nine out of 10 in this section while Evan gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, and I mean, the, the main demerit that I had was the pricing. I mean, I might just have a completely warped view of prices, but I mean, I'm not going to touch upon which ones are doing these things, but I've been to other hockeyist arenas much cheaper, and you can get pretty solid food for your, for your dollar. And this, the, the, the selection is definitely carrying the score for me because I don't think the pricing was amazing, but mm-hmm. still respectable nonetheless. A 7.5 yeah. is a really solid score. I think I can think of the, uh, the arena that, you're going to roast them in terms of prices for food. Oh yeah. That that'll be a fun one to do next season or who knows, maybe this season we'll, we'll, I mean, I don't see a world in which we go to the stadium again, but yeah, that'll, that'll definitely be an interesting one to do because yeah. I have some stories. <laughs> so yeah, we've been talking about the, uh, the money, the cost for the food and things like that. Our next section is bang for your bucks. So what you, what you get out of the, the price you pay to go to the game. And uh, like Evan mentioned before, we got $10 tickets for this game. They were running a promotion, um, which is phenomenal in terms of college hockey prices. Uh, so we were curious. We looked into the prices of tickets normally there. Uh, and normally for the, the premier sections, they're $18 for the, uh, the ends near the goals are $15. And then for those uh, upper deck seats is $8. So that's just really, really good pricing for hockey East and all of college hockey. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the cheapest tickets that we could find so far. Like, that's mm. unbelievable in terms of value. And just to be clear, the bang for your buck is purely for the ticket section. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to go and talk about the concessions and stuff because you don't have to eat those. You can totally eat something before you go to the game. There's, right. like we mentioned before, in the atmosphere part, there's plenty of places around the camp or not the campus, but the arena to get <laughs> to get food at. So, yeah, I wish it was the campus. Don't, don't we all? Yeah. But, yeah, no. Um, the bang for your buck, yeah, it was immaculate here. Yeah, I definitely agree. And another thing too, like you can have a cheap ticket, but maybe like the, the quality of the play or like the game you're seeing might not be that good. But at UConn, it's it's great. Like they're a good team. Like yeah, they have fans show up. They're top 20 in the country in attendance every year. So it yeah, for, for what you're paying to get in there, it's an $8 get in every game. Like that's outstanding. I, I think it's definitely near the top in this category. And that kind of explains how we both gave it a five out of five. Yeah. But I think, I think a good thing to mention is, is how much does that ticket price play into the top 20 attendance? Like just Mm. having such cheap tickets like that. And especially when you mentioned the finances earlier in the review, like how the hell is UConn like making this feasible, like to have decent quality hockey for such a cheap price, especially in such a large venue, like, they must be hemorrhaging money off of this. Like it's, it's just crazy. It's blowing my mind to think about, but that's just the economic side of me just thinking about it. Like, but yeah, for the fans, perfect. <laughs> it's great. Luckily we don't have to worry about that too much on their part. Yeah. That, uh, that CT insider um, article that I referenced earlier said that UConn athletics operated at a $44 million loss last year, which is their record as a school, which is crazy to think about. 
What? Yeah. So I, 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 I mean, if if they want to decrease that deficit, I don't. I would think you'd make a bit an arena with a bit more seats on campus, but that'll be another conversation for another day. Whenever we review that that particular arena, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, hopefully their athletic director, their chancellor, is not listening to this right now because I don't want them to lower the tickets because I'd love to go there again. You know what uh, I mean? Like just for the price alone, it was not bad. But yeah, no. Hopefully they're not listening because I'd like to get away with that price again at some point. Yeah, me too. So uh, the last thing, the last category we want to talk about is the extras. Um, this one didn't perform as well for us as some of the other categories. The extras are, are things on top of uh, the four categories that we've mentioned that, that really make it a cool experience. Uh, a couple of the extra things that I noted, uh, not huge things, but one was having the, the Hartford Whalers banners up around the arena. I thought that was pretty cool. And I like, I like uh, teams having history like that in their arena. And then another thing I noticed, uh, the, the seats in the lower bowl are really steep. So um, the sounds that you hear on the ice is just awesome. Like you could hear uh, every player, like the refs talking throughout the whole game. I thought that was a cool extra. But yeah, not, not too many that I can think of besides, besides those. Yeah, no, that was basically it. I mean, it really was cool to kind of hear like the refs and the players talking. It was definitely easier to hear that from the XL Center than where we usually sit at Mullins. Um, I mean, we could obviously still hear a couple things at Mullins because we did tweet about Felix calling somebody a scrub. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's definitely things that you can hear at Mullins, but being able to hear in the XL Center was so much better. Um, I guess the only other thing to touch upon that we did in the extra section was the team store, or I guess... I wouldn't say lack thereof because it definitely did exist, but it was outside the arena. Like it wasn't in the concourse at all. It was really oddly placed. Um, I don't know if you want to touch upon that a little bit more because you probably had a better insight into it, but super weird. Yeah. So, so we went in when the doors opened and uh, tried to take that hour before the game starts to like kind of check everything out for this, this episode. And we were trying to find the team store and we realized it was out the doors that said no re-entry. So we couldn't check it out until after the game. Uh, definitely turns away some sales i would think and uh once we were able to check it out uh they have a pretty big selection of yukon merchandise um they weren't selling hockey jerseys from what i could see which uh as you know our opinions that's a tough look for any school um they did have basketball jerseys though which were really cool like official nike uh basketball jerseys but this is a hockey podcast and it was a hockey game so that's what we're talking about yeah. Um, yeah, not, not the best situation there. And, and on top of that, it, it, you mentioned it at the jump, this arena doesn't really have any Yukon character. Like it's got that kind of corporate, like AHL kind of feel, but it doesn't really have any like extra Yukon ties that really like put it over the top in our extras category. Yeah. The only thing I can really remember seeing in the rink that was Yukon affiliated was that they had a, an upper kind of like ring of flags basically like kind of on like the upper bowl just kind of hanging down it was all the uh the hockey schools i think and a cool little thing that they did was they would put the spotlights on the two teams that were playing against each other i think it was a cool little touch i do like but that. um yeah no it was really cool but it was literally just you see a husky face on that flag and then you see two little tiny husky faces on like each corner like going around the the center face off dot and that was it like it, it does not it doesn't feel like 
Yukon's basically like it's not Yukon's building. Like it kind of it, the way that I kind of described it to you in the car when we were leaving the game was like it, it's kind of like when UMass football was playing at Gillette. Like obviously not to the mm. exact same extent because you know Gillette was a lot more empty, but just the fact that like you're renting out somebody else's like professional stadium and it just it something just feels off. It's like it's not it's not theirs. Like I think like like when we go to Mullins, you know that that's our building. When you go to the Songa Center, that's their building. You know, whereas you don't really feel that as much at the at, at the XL Center, which I think knocks it off a little bit, but it's also a little bit unique in its own right. I feel like, mm-hmm. but I'm, I don't think it's necessarily the best thing for them. The vibe that I get there is like that UMass is playing at a neutral site that's really far away from Massachusetts. Yep. So like, so like, say we flew over to somewhere else where we weren't getting many fans, but it was close to whoever we were playing, but it's still a neutral site. That's kind of like the vibe that I get being at yeah. XL Center. I completely agree. All right. So, uh, yeah, those are our five categories. And then uh, our final scores are tallied here. So I ended up giving it a 28 out of 40. And Evan gave it a 26 out of 40, which I think is pretty respectable. We still need to uh, to add some some arenas to our, our rankings here. But, yeah, pretty pretty respectable. Yeah, it'll definitely, I mean, all the all the numbers will start to get a little bit more context once we start doing more of these. And luckily, we're going to have three of these banged out in a row for our midweek episodes because we're playing against Vermont away. And then we're also going to be playing against BC away. So we'll kind of be able to rank them against each other a little bit better. I mean, these numbers seem a bit more arbitrary because you can't really compare them to each other. But yeah, for now, I mean, a 26 on my end, I think that's a pretty decent score. It shows that it wasn't amazing. I'm like, I'm not mad that I went there, especially because it was a 2-1 win. But like, I don't think the arena itself was necessarily bad. But it, I think just the fact that it's not an official, like it's not Yukon's, they don't own it. Like, it, it's just weird to me. You know, it just puts me off a little bit. So, right. Yeah. And for me, I think it obviously it would be a uh, much lower number if the concessions were closer to those normal college hockey trends. That yeah. definitely brought it up a bit, but yeah, still, still respectable. We have it as we both have it as a slightly lower score than Songa Center, but not, not too much lower. I think the best way I would describe it, just as my kind of closing thought, would be most of the things that make it great are out of UConn's control. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're basically just a side effect of the arena already existing, and they just kind of happen to you know get into that deal to to play there, but. I don't think it was necessarily anything that the university did like correctly to like make the stadium and make it look cool and do all this stuff. They kind of just, it's like the Arizona coyotes taking over Arizona state's place. Like, you know what I mean? Like congrats, I guess, you know what I mean? Like here's a little consolation prize, but yeah, it's nothing. It's not great. By the way, I really want to go to that stadium. That would be a really cool place to catch a game. Maybe we can try and do an arena review. Hopefully UMass plays Arizona state at some point. Yeah. And then hopefully we'll be doing an arena review soon from uh, Ireland. Northern Ireland. That's going to be a fun one for next year's friendship for, but yeah. um, Any, any last thoughts about the arena? No, that was basically it. We're certainly looking forward to visiting the new smaller on-campus arena. Whenever UMass plays there, hopefully it's next year, next season. But uh, yeah, I think that's, that's everything we got. Go to Excel center. It's it's a fun time. I think it's worth the trip. Yeah. All right. So thanks for listening guys. Uh, We'll be back to you with, the series preview on Friday for Vermont. And then uh, we'll have the Vermont recap and the Vermont arena review coming up next week. But for now, uh, thanks for listening. Go UMass. Go UMass. Take care, everybody.